Hi, I'm Lauren Clash Schneider with Clash Notes for Broadway Radio. I'm here with Andrew O'Connor, co-writer and co-director of Darren Brown's Secret, playing on Broadway at the Court Theater. Welcome. Uh, I'm so excited to be here. I'm a, I, uh, I often listen to uh, the channel. I'm an enormous Broadway fan. I've been coming to see Broadway shows for 30 years, so you can imagine what a thrill it is for me to finally have a show on Broadway. It's an incredible experience in my life. Well, welcome. We hope that you find it to be a happy home for many, many, many future productions. And That'd be great. <laughs> let's just dive in. There's such mystery that... I bet you might not unveil, but you might unveil some. I'll tell you anything you want. I'll I'll answer any question you've got, anything you want to know. You want to know how he does it? I'll tell you it all. Just ask me. He's not listening. He won't care. (laughs) All right. That's between the two of you. So Darren Brown's Secret, as it's called, is a thrilling spectacle of unique brand of mind-reading, persuasion, and psychological illusion. After its development at the Atlantic Theater, it's returned to Broadway. And talk to us, Andrew, about the development of this unique theatrical experience. So people who see the show have seen the culmination of 20 years' work. So I first worked with Darren uh, in 1999 when I was developing a show with him for Channel 4 in the UK. And Channel 4 is a bit like your HBO, is what it's like. Uh-huh. Sort of slightly cutting-edge, uh, groundbreaking TV. And one of the routines, in fact, the routine that opened Darren Brown's Secret was something we wrote for the very first TV show uh, back in, the, uh, in 2000. So, and then over the, then we did TV for four or five years and we did our first stage show. And then the shows developed from being, you know, sort of quite, quite simple, uh, intriguing but simple productions. They become more and more elaborate, and more and more story, and more and more theme, and more and more about more than just tricks. And so, what people who come to the show, they're seeing sort of our favourite. In the UK, he's done eight original one-man, two-hour psychological magic shows, more than anybody mm-hmm. else in the history of the magical world, in, in, anywhere mm-hmm. in the world. And so we've taken our favorite routines from, our, from the eight shows, we've reworked them, put a new narrative and a new theme, and we created the show and we played it in off, in, in off West End first, then at the Atlantic, developed it, mm-hmm. then, we, then we took it on tour in the UK, developed it, played in the West End in the UK, developed it further until we mm-hmm. finally got what we think is our best show ever playing on Broadway at the moment. Mm, it's extraordinary development. Yeah, Talk twenty a years. Bit yeah. About the fact, it, it's remarkable just to understand a little bit about that process. Darren is so well known for his work, both live and on TV. Enlighten us, like what's different about creating a piece to be recorded on a TV as opposed to being performed live and in person eight times a week? Well, obviously with the TV show, um, you, do the, you do the routine just once. And you've got to capture it once, hopefully brilliantly, for TV. Whereas on, in theater, what you're trying to create... I mean, our big thing is 
that when you come into the show, you're not just seeing a series of tricks, that it's a theatrical event. And that when you sit down and the show sort of, the first half of the show explains his skill set, that he can pick up your signals. He says, I'm going to lie to you sometimes, but here's basically what I do. Pick up your signals. And we sort of step-by-step explain to you what skill base he uses of influencing you through his use of language, manipulating where you look, the, hopefully it's very funny people are laughing out loud and we're using that as a technique so the first half sort of explains his skill set so you sort of can follow along because he tells you how he's doing it and although you may not completely get it you understand the process and then in the mm-hmm. second half we sort of pull the rug away from under you where we take all those techniques and use them just to hopefully first of all amaze you with the things that he does and then at the end towards, you know, in the last five minutes of the show all your all your beliefs and understandings about the show are completely undermined as we sort of in a Spielbergian way just keep hitting mm-hmm. you with reveal after reveal after reveal that surprises and shocks you. And my favourite thing about the show, I, I always come, I, I come straight out. I um, I, I, I note the show. I go and have a quick chat to Darren. But I come straight out the front and I stand in front of the theatre and I pretend to be sending emails or checking Twitter. And really, what I'm doing is sidling up to people and listening what they're saying about the show. And they're going, "But what about this?" And but he said that. But how did you see that? And they're all trying to get their head around the experience they've just had. And that's my favourite thing to do. Is to listen to people. There's, there's always I know, at least seventy people standing at the front of the theatre talking to people who took part, going, what was your experience and why did you do that and what, why did you think that and why did you write that and just trying to decompress and get their head around what happened. It sounds like such a delightful journey for you as you work together such to, fun, yeah. to make this all happen. And very different from what our listeners know from a standard Broadway show, you yes. of course co-writer along with Darren Brown and Andy Nyman and co-director with Andy. Yes. Tell us about that collaboration. It's so interesting. So Andy's an actor. And when I first met Darren, he was doing sort of mind-reading tricks in close-up, in a close-up situation, but he didn't have much experience as a performer. And I was, my background is, is as a performer in musical theatre and stand-up comedy. And I mean, I was an actor. And the three of us all have this knowledge and love of magic. And so I always say that, and sometimes, you know, I write with Andy or Darren writes with Andy or I write with Darren, but our best work is when there's three people in the room. Because at least one of us has got an idea and keeps the conversation going. So yeah, for 20 years... We've, I've produced them all, I've co-written some, co-directed some, Andy's come and gone, but the best work, and certainly this, everything in this show, is as a result of the collaboration of the three of us, bringing our different experience and views. And Andy's very, Andy's very, very good with method and with theatricality and brings some great jokes. And uh, Darren's got this incredible filter that, you know, he just, I, I often talk about that writing the shows with him and Andy is like diving to the bottom of the lake and finding a pebble and bringing it up. And, mm. um, and I always think, I've got the pebble, this is great, let's do that. And Darren has, always wants to go and dive a few more times. You know, I, I'd have settled much sooner than Darren always would, I say. But he's just constantly filtering and improving. And the amazing thing is, you know, we did a show, uh, called Miracle uh, that was in the UK. We did it for two years, and we 
we toured the UK, we played the West End, and then we finally uh, went on a, on a final tour. And the very last night of the show was at the Opera House Blackpool, 3,000-seater theatre in the north of England, wonderful old theatre. And it was the last one. I went to see it, and I gave him a hug, and he went to me, have you got any notes? I went, what do you mm. mean? You're never going to do it? He said, but it's fun to know anything I could, I could do better, that I could have done better. Even when the show was over, he still wanted to talk about how it could be improved. Fascinating. Absolutely. Could you maybe share with us something that you recall that won't be too revealing of the three of you in the room together and what it might have been to actually create something and who spoke about what and who rejected what and who said yes to what? So we never ever talk about tricks at the start. We never talk about method. We never talk about what, you know, someone takes a car, puts it back, it vanishes. Not that we do that, but in the simple terms of something vanishes. We never think about that. What we talk about is what we want the audience to feel, Mm. what we want them to take away, and what we want them to remember and think about. So it's always about that. And once, and again, in that show Miracle, in the second Mm -hmm. half of the show, we experiment. We we talked about and experimented and sort of exposed fake. And I use the word fake strongly here. Fake evangelical healing. Uh, there are some, mm-hmm. you know, Christian healing, whether it's real or it isn't real, and whether it happens or not. There are definitely around the world some people who use tricks to give the impression of of healing. So it's been documented, and we wanted mm-hmm. to do a show about that, and. Mm-hmm. In a Darren Brown show, Darren basically, right, three, he can put a thought into your mind, he can influence you, or he can take a thought from your mind. That's the basic skill set. Darren can't make something float, levitate. He can't make something appear or disappear. That's not within his skill base. And Andy mm-hmm. said, you know, what would be amazing as part of the healing thing is that when you heal someone, they float up into the air. And mm-hmm. I went, yeah, you can't do that. It's not in Darren's skill set. And then he went, no, no, but, you, but he said, well, but what, if we, what if we could find somewhere uh, in a historical uh, reference that someone genuinely, really, as an effect, as part of a fake healing, made someone levitate? No one's ever done that. So it was months of research until we found one church, one fake, uh, who was exposed, one pastor in the Deep South who'd done it as an effect. And then we took that. And we reproduce that on stage every night. <laughs> well, I'm glad I asked for one example. I'm sorry we don't have time for more, but it's so enlightening and so fascinating to hear about that process. Now, this production is billed as, quote, an experience that dares us to take a closer look at the stories and beliefs that guide our lives which is absolutely what you've been alluding to. In this case, for this particular show, what do you hope audiences take away from the show? I think what, I think what, what Darren feels strongly about is that magic is a metaphor for the way we navigate the world. And that what a magician does is make you pay attention of certain moments of a trick. Let's say, take a simple... Take a card, put the card back, I'll reveal what it is. Lost. You take the card, put it back, it's lost, no one knows where it is, and look, now it's up my sleeve. It's a simple trick like that. What the magician's doing is making you focus on a card at a certain time, or not look when he puts it up his sleeve, or not look at him when he's controlling the cards. And mm-hmm. that 
And that is a metaphor for what we all do. We all tell ourselves stories about ourselves and other people based on where we choose to look that I'm this sort of person, or I can do this, but I can't do that, or my partner always behaves in that way. And that's not true. That's just the way that I've taken some information that I have and turned it into a story about that person, or worse, about myself and my, and my beliefs and what I'm capable of. And that's what this show is really about. It's using funny, hilarious, extraordinary, shocking, amazing moments that at the end of the show, of course you're thinking, how did he do it? How did he do it? How did that happen? Oh, I had an amazing night. But underneath that, we want you to think about, well, if what I believe to be completely impossible happened in front of my eyes and all Mm -hmm. these questions in my own life, how does that resonate in terms of my belief system? Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm thrilled to endorse that those goals were achieved. It's really oh, quite you. the experience to be in the room with Darren and the audience as this all unfolds and reveals. Um, understanding that the show is closing on Broadway January 4th, what does yeah. the future look like? Well, we'll almost certainly do a major American tour in 2021 of uh, Darren Brown's Secret. Uh, Because one of the amazing things, in England, Darren's a huge, huge, enormous star. A cross between David Blaine and David Copperfield. He's an enormous star. And so, you know, people who love him go and see him. And the real thrill to us is that in America, where he's obviously nowhere near as well known, people who don't necessarily know who he is walk into that show, and within three minutes, they're putty in his hands, and they love him, and they're laughing and reacting, honestly, better than, better than UK audiences do. So we'd certainly want to continue our, you know, taking the show to American audiences. And then in the UK, we do another, we're writing a brand new show. We start January uh, 10th. He has, a, he has 10 days off, and we start work writing a brand new show that begins touring in the UK in the middle of March next year. Oh, my goodness. All right. In the U.K. in 2020, might the show be in London in June when I'm going to come see the Cardinals-Cubs baseball game? That's funny. We're still touring then, but we'll probably play. We'll probably either play uh, the U.K. West End fall of 2020 or summer of 2021. That's what we'll do. Okay, and that show is good. called Darren Brown Showman. Ah, already with a title. Already with a title, yeah. <laughs> Andrew, this has been remarkable. Thank you so much for your time. Such fun. Thank you for having me. I'm Lauren Clash Schneider with Andrew O'Connor, co-writer and co-director of Darren Brown's Secret, playing on Broadway at the Court Theatre through January 4th, not to be missed. Thank you. <laughs>